Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Relationship Renovation Podcast. I'm Tara Kerwin. And my name is EJ Kerwin. And we try to bring weekly relationship advice. We try to provide resources for individuals, couples, and families on ways to heal, become our best selves together. Really, our focus is on relationships, whether that's with yourself or with others. Absolutely. And we have a couple of programs out there that you could check out. We have uh, one program is Relationship Renovation at Home. Uh, It's on our website and you can check it out. It's a uh, video series, online lessons, uh, things you download, do with your partner. It's just a great way to connect more deeply with your partner from your own home. And then also, Tara and Jesse put together a great program called Relationship Ready, which is uh, for those of you out there who maybe aren't in relationship yet, or if you know somebody who's just trying to get themselves into that healthy mind space where you know they can connect with a person and understand their past relationships and kind of go in with intentionality into the dating scene. And you had a really good time doing that, right? Too? Yeah, yeah. It's like 10 lessons. And you know, we, we tried to make it very individual exploring themselves, recognizing patterns that typically, you know, show up in relationships and in different relationships and people start to get frustrated, like what's going on. So it's really a lot of individual work in order to attract that person that could be yours forever. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, check those out. Those are on our website, uh, relationshiprenovation.com. Well, today's topic we're going to take on is called Intimacy Across the Spectrum. And it's a, we did a couple of episodes a couple months ago called High Frisky, Low Frisky. Each one was sort of exploring the challenges around when you and your partner have a, a different, you know, sex drive, a different libido. And in that, we talked a lot about like intimacy, really specifically in the realm of sex. And this is really opening up to this idea that intimacy is not just sex, right, Tara? Yes. Yeah. When you think of that, when a couple comes in and they're like, we need to talk about intimacy, what is it that you want to get across to them? I mean, I think the first thing I try to get across is that, like, again, intimacy is on the spectrum and it's physical and it's emotional. And that really, if a couple comes in and presents with, you know, really difficult ways of communicating and just feeling disconnected. That's a sign to me that they might have a hard time feeling emotionally connected or emotionally safe, especially during challenging times. And then I know for a lot of people, you know, I don't want to like do gender specific, but really for a lot of women, women need to feel like emotionally safe in order to feel physically safe in the intimacy spectrum. And so I think I kind of do a lot of psychoeducation on like, how the feeling of safety and feeling emotionally connected is significant for some partners. And in order to have that physical peace, you have to be able to develop the emotional peace. And if you don't, it's just not going to happen and it's going to start to feel sideways. And, you know, I've worked with um, couples where women will feel like I'm just objectified. Men will feel super like insecure and rejected and like, well, this is my wife is supposed to be doing this. And like, this is a part of the marriage. I don't understand what happened. And I feel like when I provide the psychoeducational piece and help them find ways to be more emotionally connected, then the physical intimacy kind of organically just starts to happen. 
with also some taking those emotional risks, of course. Yeah. And I think when sex becomes synonymous with intimacy, what that does is then it's like, well, if that aspect is struggling at all, then everything is struggling, right? And if we look at it, like Tara said, yeah. you know, that, that intimacy is a spectrum of ways that you express love to your partner and your partner expresses love to you. And if you make sure that, hey, there's, there's a lot of different ways and, you know, the kind of example or the phrase we often mm. say is like, you know, everything from kind words, you know, the most just like being kind, being appreciative, you know, uh, recognizing strengths of your partner, you know, just the most simple of mm -hmm. positive affirmations is is an intimate expression, you know, and then, you know, there's all these gradations after that of like, you know, a cute note, like with Tara left me a mm. cute note by the coffee machine today. And, you know, that was just like really nice to see. And, and it was just like, oh, like, like she took a second to really think about me and to express the fact that she loves me. It was like very nice. And, you know, so it's, it's doing cute things. It's yeah. meeting that love language. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like looking at like, what does your partner like? You know, I think like, you know, one thing like I do Tara's toes, you know, and that's mm. just like, do I paint her toenails and you know, every couple weeks. And yeah, it's just like finding different ways going that extra mile that you wouldn't for other people. You know what I mean? I mean, we want there to be something special about our relationship with our partner. You know, we don't want it to feel entirely like a friendship, you know, and that's what, that's what a lot of couples come in here and that's their complaint. Like, oh, we're just friends. And clearly like, that's not enough. Right. And I don't even think that people mean to get there. I do think, I mean, after having children for a lot of couples, I'm talking through personal experience too, um, life just becomes different and you have so much energy for this and so much energy for this and we kind of deprioritize our partnership, which unfortunately, like again, nobody intentionally does that. But, you know, I was driving past a restaurant the other night and I was looking at all these couples like sharing dinner and having drinks. And I felt really sad because we don't get to go on dates hardly ever. Like we work hard. We have a business. We're super busy. So we just know that we want to be with our kids on the weekends. But then there's that part of me that's like, you know, we have to start doing this. Like we tell our couples like how important quality time is together. And we try to find our little check-ins in the mornings and our evenings. But actually like going out on dates, I think after having kids, people don't do it because it's like, oh my, I don't want to go get dressed up on a Saturday night and put on makeup when all I want to do is mm -hmm. veg out, be in my comfies read a book, watch Netflix, and we just get really comfortable. Unfortunately, we've seen it way too much. We've seen it in our own relationship. It starts to chip away and that's where it will start to look more like friendship, roommates, partners, parents, but lovers. And it's a different kind of feeling then. I was listening. So a couple months ago, we had on our show, Dr. Stan Tatkin, mm -hmm. and I was listening to him the other day and he was talking about that when couples have kids, they basically sort of have to divide and conquer in order to just get through those first few years that they just like, they divide tasks up quickly, yep. they divide responsibilities, 
and it's like a normal adaptive thing. Right. But what it does is it, they start out on a divergent path. And the, the, the paths are not parallel to one another. You know, in fact, they're slightly askewed in the way where they just get like sort of like farther and farther and farther apart. And that if there's not like a very intentional course correction, that ultimately it will leave them completely detached. Yeah. And so what we're talking about today and what we want to kind of just like, we want to set the idea forth in front of you, but then we also want to kind of maybe like throw around some ideas too. For sure. Is like the way to keep your paths from being divergent and then eventually detached is to find a multitude of ways to express affection, to be intimate with your partner. We like to call that non-sexual affection, or there is a term out there, I forget whose it was, I say NSAs for non-sexual affection. People yeah. look at me like, what in the world are you talking about? And I'm just going to give a really good example because that doesn't mean no touching, but let's just say normally like, you know, when you start to kind of come kiss your spouse or something, maybe one partner is like, oh my gosh, is this going to lead to sex? Like they're just wanting sex. Like what if I'm not comfortable with, there's anxiety around it. But the idea that like this kiss is just a kiss. It's like an intentional kiss to say, I love you. It has no expectation of sex. So when we say non-sexual affection, it is without expectation that sex will happen. So it could be a massage. It could be a great hug. It could just be looking in the eyes and you know, it could be acts of service like swiftering the floor. <laughs> you know, I mean, it's, I mean, you guys kind of have to talk about that, like what would feel good. But it is the idea of this is affection towards my partner and there's no expectation of sex because what that does is it helps, you know, the other partner realize like, oh, they want to be connected to me emotionally. It's not just about sex for them, which again, some couples really struggle with that. And it might not feel even organic at first for some people, especially if someone has a pretty high libido, like they're just like, oh, but I kiss her and I, or I kiss them and I just want to like, you know, get my frisky on. <laughs> it's like, okay, great, but it's not working. That's not building the emotional safety. Like every time you touch your person and you're getting attracted to them, like that makes them feel like that's the only thing you want. And so if you're able to kind of create this balance around, again, kind words, appreciation, adoration, which is like one of my favorites, like, I adore you. I adore these things that you do. I love seeing you when you're like this. Curiosity, little hugs and kisses without any expectation, massages, plucking of the eyebrows, pedicure with toes. It just builds safety, emotional safety, emotional connection, which then helps the physical piece of intimacy, sex, foreplay, whatever that is, to feel lighter, to feel more playful, which is what it's intended to do, right? Sex is like playful and fun and adventurous. And I think so many people start to feel a lot of tension around it and it becomes something that it's not supposed to. And there's also a lot of people in relationships, like sex will become a weapon. Like, well, I'm not going to give you sex because you haven't done this for me, or I'm just going to get my needs met elsewhere because you're being really cold and rigid. And it's just really, really toxic. You know, you guys have to be able to talk about it, have some kind of understanding of what it means to really have this 
full spectrum of intimacy and then talk about the ways which is going to fill your bucket, I guess. You know, that's like a really great kid's book. Have I filled your bucket today? And for me, EJ, like right now in our life, our daily check-ins, those little notes by the coffee machine and our spending time in the evening, like that's enough right now. Like I know that that's enough and it feels really good. As you were speaking a few moments ago, the thing that was jumping out to me was when you kind of went through all these different ways that a couple could express affection to one another. The image that came up to me is like that we need to create a foundation of affection with one another, right? Mm -hmm. Like that there needs to be like multiple ways in which we're expressing affection. Because even though like, you know, we have like the love languages and all that. And I think like one of the problems with that whole concept is like, oh, well, your physical touch and I'm act of service. And then it feels like a tunnel, you know, it's Mm -hmm. like, oh, like there's only one way that I can. And and I just don't see it that way. Like certainly like I I love when you make that physical connection with me, but there's a variety of different things that you do that make me feel special, that make me feel loved. And so, so I, I think it's like, I want to one, make it a priority that I figure out like, hey, what are like the four or five different like little subcategories that I'm going to express my my love to Tara with, you know, is through words, through cute notes, through time, through mm. service. Mm. And then making it a real, like we said, like a like a systems, making a system around it. And I think like if you're listening to this and you're connecting with like, hey, me and my partner need to express more affection to one another. We need to cultivate intimacy in a broader way with one another. I think it starts with like sitting down and having a conversation. And I'll role model it right now. It's like, Tara, like what are a few of the things that, that when somebody or if I do them, that they make you feel like loved, they make you feel sort of, you know, good inside. Okay. So I know like when I have a family member that expresses that they're proud of me for like the hard work I've been doing, that makes me feel really good. I know when I'm at the gym and the trainers are like, Tara, oh my God, like you're so amazing at being so consistent, like praising, that feels really good. From you, I think it's the, you get my water bottle ready in the morning You put my little coffee cup out. You usually write me a cute little note. I love that about you. And and then there are times where you just give me a compliment in the morning. Like this morning when I walked in, you're like, oh, you look so cute today. Yeah. You did. Your yellow shirt. And then I see you also vacuuming (laughs) this morning after the kids. I've made that a part of my new morning routine. And I was like. And I make sure I do it when you're around. I was like, he's vacuuming. That's weird. (laughs) Like that's like I, new. It's new, right? I know it is because we got this new vacuum that's it's cordless super easy. and yeah. you can just, yeah. so I was like, oh, he's doing that either because he really likes this new vacuum. And so I checked in and I'm like, why are you vacuuming? And you're like, I do it every morning now. I was like, okay. So what do you crave? What do I What are I the things crave? that like you think that you're like, that, that there's a little bit maybe of a hole, like where you're like, gosh, like I would like more of this. I would... Love if we had a date night once a month that I didn't have to plan, that I didn't have to organize. Um, That was more of like, it just started to become like a new thing. Like, hey, we're going to try this new restaurant. We're going to go on this hike. It doesn't even have to be out to dinner. It could just be like a day hike, but it's hard when you have kids and you don't really have a ton of childcare. And I would say for me, 
That is the number one thing missing for me right now. Maybe okay. traveling, traveling with just you, getting away on weekends and or date nights or for right. sure like. Okay, so. But, I, but then but then you ask me and I don't want to do anything because I'm so <laughs> tired like by the end of the week. So that's on me too. Yeah. Okay, so I come out of that conversation and I'm extracting things and I'm going to I'm going to put these into my head so that I can move forward in this next, you know, week or month or whatever and be more expressive of my love to tear across the spectrum. And what I heard is she really likes being praised, you know, she likes being told and recognized for the really wonderful things she does and how hard she works mm -hmm. and her consistency. So that's important. I heard that she really likes like little random expressions of love, you know, that she does like those notes. And maybe I can broaden that a little bit outside of that one place. I heard that she likes when I sort of like take care of her a little bit, you know, that I, that if I, I make her water bottle for her, or if I put her coffee there, that that feels mm -hmm. good. I can definitely expand in that area. And then I heard like, Hey, there's this one area where it's really lacking and I got to like figure out a way to make that happen. Right. And that is like making dates, making time that's a little bit more sustained, that's that's outside the realm of our, our everyday life. And so look, I, I had that conversation now and now it's on me, right? Like now I know. And mm. and so that's, you know, out there you, you're like, okay, like how do I engage with my partner, learn these things and then take action. You know, a big thing Tara's used over the years is intention plus action equals results, right? So like now I, I have the information that I can create an intention and I'm going to take action. I love it. Okay. And we'll follow up with this and we'll just see. Sure. I mean, we are going away for the summer because you have your other job there. We, he mm -hmm. directs a boys camp. And so he has five days off over the whole summer and we go to the coast we, and, and it's eat just oysters. The, the kids are at our, the camp right now. So we'll have five days, five days over the summer. That's more dates we had in a year. Um, so let's flip it. So okay. EJ, what makes you feel emotionally and physically connected to me? You know, I think the biggest thing is your attention is when you pay attention, when you look at me, when you um, listen to me, like that, that means, that means a lot to me. You know, have, I'm just laughing right now because that's so hard for me. I know. I know. Oh, I know. Oh, okay. I'm looking at you right now. Yeah. You're saying yes. this and, but have you not known? Okay. See, here, I'm defending myself. I'm defending myself. This is what couples I do. Know, Don't it's do so it. crazy, right? Wait, I'm going to stop. So I'm going to listen. I'm listening. But I've been really trying to do that lately. <laughs> Haven't you noticed? <laughs> It's okay. We're role modeling. Continue. Yes. I've caught myself. Go. Um, uh, you know, like I, I have noticed that like now you make the effort, like we'll be sitting on the couch and you'll like put your hand on my head. I don't know. Like it's beyond like just like a hand holding because sometimes we'll have our, we will hold hands. We're pretty good about holding mm -hmm. hands, but that like, yeah, you'll, you'll, you'll like kind of touch my head and it like, and it just feels like, wow, that's like special. That's a little... It's a little sprinkle on top of the ice cream. Like that doesn't come with it normally. So like that does feel really nice. You know, I never until you really like the, like when you like buy me, I do like that you buy me like shirts and stuff like that, that like when you buy me a piece of clothing or something. And so I, I do like that. That's really nice. When you said the intentional kiss, that sounded really nice. 
you know, an intentional expression of love like that. Yeah. Okay. And then, so <laughs> you've said a lot and I still have to ask you another one and I'm paying attention because I actually have to like repeat you this. Try to, and, yeah. and then what's missing? Like, where does it feel like there's kind of a hole? Expressions of attraction. Expressions of attraction. Okay. Yeah. Okay, here we go, folks. All right, I have my grade book out. <laughs> so I hear that what makes you feel good is when I pay attention mm-hmm. and I listen and I give you eye contact yes. and I'm, I'm present. Yes. And also when I kind of grab your hand on the couch at night or I'm touching your head that that feels really good. Mm-hmm. You also like when I buy you nice pieces of clothing. <laughs> Don't go to factory to you like my mom. Come on. <laughs> Sorry, mom, if you're listening to this, he's traumatized by that. Was there something else? And that what's missing for you are verbal expressions of attraction? Or any, any, like it could be verbal or it could be just like So what's missing for you language. are any types of physical attraction, like energy. Yeah. <laughs> Yes, that energy. I got you. I'm going to have like the magnets that are attracted to one another. Okay. So now, like you said, now I know. Now it's up to me. I know what you like. So I'm going to try to increase my behaviors on that. And then I know because I know I'm attracted to you, I just figure like that's a given. But I think because, right, our life is so busy and we don't have quality time together, we don't have dates that I don't get to like cultivate that part of my relationship with you. And so I'm going to be very aware that, again, even if we only go on one date a year, then I'm going to tell you how handsome you look in your shirt and how I, is it more like, hey, honey, you look really handsome in your shirt or, hey, EJ, when I see you, I feel really attracted to what you're wearing today. It's just that vibe that you can tell somebody like has that like, you know, attraction is like a... It's almost like it's not, you know, cognitive. It's just like 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 you can tell that person is drawn towards you. Like remember when like you first like when you when you're dating or something. See, I'm gonna this is gonna be a hard one. I'm, I interrupted yeah. you because to me, like as soon as I leave the house, whether I'm going to the gym or work, I immediately call you because I miss you. Right. And so like I think people have this like I, I don't know about you, but like I'm triggered a little because that physical attraction that happens in the beginning, like I've got four kids now and I'm exhausted. And that I that wasn't exactly what I, I was saying. It was it's more like, you know, when like your sort of eyes go across the room, and we'll, I'll take it out of the human realm, and like you see, like you know, you're at a store or something, and you go past, and then you see something, and then you're like, oh, and you just notice, like, wow, that's just kind of special. Like, there's something like special about that, and like I know, like. I, I don't I'm, know, like there's certain times like, and it can be like, not even about like physicality either. Like there's sometimes like even, you know, we're lucky enough that we do therapy together and I'll see you interact with a couple or an individual and I'll just be like, wow, like that's that side of her that I really just think is just like wonderful. Like you were kind of giggling and stuff last night with a couple at the end of the session and you were just kind of like having fun. And I was just like, wow, that's like that part of her that I like really like you know that okay 
So, so it's not on. just like it's not just like a sexual thing. It's so just basically, like, when I'm having any feelings or thoughts of attraction towards you, you would like me to like verbalize them out loud. Yeah, I mean, so this Help this me. is like a whole other like thing. <laughs> like, because I uh, always think that about you. Like, I'm like, oh, like I love how he just said that and the way he create space in that shirt he's wearing and I just so you know well, maybe, I like respect you so much as maybe a that's part of it is that like maybe we take for granted that our partner knows that we feel that way about them hmm. and it's like wow like how do you continue to let your partner know that you think that they're really special and you're with them because like you want to be with them like because they're different than anybody else yeah. Like, I think we do. Like, we lose that ability to express that or to feel that. Well, as Dr. Stantak would say, we automate. So. Yeah, I, absolutely. So to wrap it up here. Whew, sorry, yeah, guys. We, we well, went down I, the hole. I get it. I, I'm going to definitely be more verbal of when I have those feelings of attraction towards you. As you can see, like we had this conversation and like many conversations, it's a little bit difficult. You know, it, it started off sort of light and then it got complex because we're both sort of figuring it out. And I think that that's what you want to cultivate with your partner around this spectrum of intimacy is a great conversation mm-hmm. about like what are all the ways in which we want to express affection towards one another. And then like, how do we go about doing it? And what are we confused about? And what feels, you know, like I feel even yeah, though yeah. that that got a little like, I could tell we were, we were kind of like brush, brushing up against each other yeah. there at the end. But it's like, but that's also like, I love that conversation because I got a little more clear about some things that I can do that make you feel loved. And you really paid attention, even though it was triggering there at the end, you were really paying attention. And I could tell you were battling with your trigger of like trying to stay present and listen to me, but also having your emotional reaction. And that's just a part of like having a relationship, right? It's how we get to understand each other better. Yeah. Yeah. Look at that. We just did a little repair attempt there. We connected back up. Yes, we did. It's all good. All right. right. Well, Well, hopefully this was helpful. I mean, we always want to hear feedback or comments or if you relate. And you guys probably know better than us. At times when you hear us, we're just like in our own zone and it's harder for us to be objective because we're in it. Well, I mean, I think that that's what's amazing here is like, I love doing this because I know we're helping couples and sitting here talking to you about this. And when we really dropped in and we started having this like kind of difficult conversation, that's like, I mean, God. It's real. It is. It's real and it's good for us. Yeah. It's good for me. I hope it's good for you. Absolutely. Was, Always. It, was it good for you? <laughs> you want a cigarette? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. So thank you for listening. And as always, take care of yourself. Take care of each other. All right. Bye-bye. Bye. Me and you just singing on the train. Me and you listening to the rain. Me and you, we are the
Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today sign up using code buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet bet mgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get three-pound rolls of juicy 80% lean ground beef for $3.49 a pound with a digital coupon. Then get select varieties of flavorful Powerade, Body Armor Super Drink, or Arizona Tea for 77 cents each, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.